Well, greetings from him who was and is and is to come. I'm talking about the mighty Jesus, the son of the living God. Well, it's word time. If you have your Bibles, go with me, please, to the book of St. Mark, the fifth chapter, verses 18 to 20. Mark 5, 18 to 20. And it reads thus. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee, and had had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word brings light and life. We thank you that we're able to surround ourselves around your word, which is able to transform us. As we minister your word, as we receive of your word, as we hear directly from your throne, we pray for an unction to be able to do all of that. Lord, I speak today to the spirit of men and women that are depressed and stressed out around the world that your word will bring life and hope to them. Speak like you have never spoken before, for we are ready to hear from you. Be glorified, be lifted up and magnified now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, for those of you who have been following this series, you would know by now that we have been dealing with it for a few weeks. And the last time we concluded by asking a very simple question, and that is, who is it that you know is crying out, asking for help by cutting themselves? But I did not ask a very direct question, and that is, are you the one that is crying out and cutting yourself, but you don't even know it because you have become so accustomed to doing this? And so we, we dealt with this guy very much at length with seeking help in all the wrong places. He's away from where the help could be offered because the, the ground where deads were buried was away from society, away from where public is normally mingling. So we come today and recognize that this guy Despite he's possessed, despite he's cutting himself, despite he is not prepared to stay in um, controlled situation, but cut up chains and all of that stuff, he recognized that Jesus is in town. And so he does not wait like the other folks for Jesus to get off the boat and fresh up himself and walk into the city. He comes down to Jesus. Now, now, here is the key. Here is the difference. This is the point that we must not miss. He is not concerned about who is following Jesus for their own motives and their own plans and their own agenda. He knows why he come to see Jesus. Too many times we allow people's deceptive motives and people's uh, behavioral patterns, um, which does not always line up with the word of God, the, the, the way they treat people to cause us to not want Jesus. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Listen to me, men and women of God. You 
can't allow what people do to block you from getting to Jesus. Listen, I'm, I gotta make this plain. I know you wanna say that they're supposed to be saved and they're supposed to be walking with God, but at the end of the day, what is the reason you came to meet with Jesus? Was it for the people or was it for a change of your situation? You and I in this season must get very personal where we don't allow people and things to block us from getting to Jesus. This man never ever went to the disciples. Catch that. He never went to the disciples. What it means, he never went to those who are assisting Jesus. So here is the point I don't want you to miss. When you come to worship God, you don't come to meet with a bishop, the apostle, the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, the praise team, the musicians, the ushers. So your excuse of saying the reason I don't worship is because of an individual has just been kicked out of the door. This guy came to meet with Jesus. He is a demon possessed. He's cutting himself. He's sleeping among the grave, but he know who has the power to deliver him. So my question is, is this guy who is demon possessed smarter than a whole lot of people who are church goers or church excuse not goers because they claim this pastor don't live right and this sister don't live right. He never claims that Peter still cuss. He never claims that, 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 that um, um, Matthew is still a tax collector and is depressing and oppressing the people. No, he says, I came to meet with Jesus. Hear me, church of the living God. I don't care who does what. I don't care who behaves how. You and I are obligated to serve Jesus, not man. You can't let people block you from getting to Jesus. Now, now the reason I'm pointing this out is because people will find excuse for serving God, but they will not find excuse to go to work. Uh -huh. If they're in the areas where snow falls, it doesn't matter if 5 inches or 15 inches of snow is on the ground, it's 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning, the trains are not running well, uh, they will find a way to get to work because they believe if they don't go to work, they'll get fired and their bills will back up. I'm talking to somebody. There are people that will give a, uh, an excuse like, my dress got torn or my, my, my stockings got ripped or my car tied got flat and that's why I didn't make it to church but if that had happened on a work day they would have done whatever it took to get to work so your excuse of not going to the house of God or worshiping God or praising God or giving him glory is of no substance since this man who was demon possessed found his way to Jesus can I really ask you a question as I begin to really rip this thing apart to put it back together do you really want Jesus or are you just making excuses to stay in your mess because too many people have used excuses not to get delivered and the time has come that you throw those flimsy baseless excuses out and get to Jesus. Too many things are happening. The world has become topsy-turvy. Leaders have lost the ability to lead. Ah, but God is still in charge. So I double dare you get to Jesus. Now, now hear me, my brothers and sisters. This, this man has been crying and cutting himself, seeking attention, and, and he finally gets to Jesus. But watch it now. Despite all I've preached about his, his condition where he was so 
messed up that Jesus told him, go home to your family and friends and fix that. Despite Jesus told him, straighten out your head because you could not recognize who you were. Ah, despite he was cutting himself, I've got great news for you today. Even after all of that, Jesus can put hallelujah you back together like he did the man i need to tell somebody that while life may throw things at us and cause us to be in conditions that are not conducive to being a normal person if we ever get to jesus with a sincere heart if we ever get to jesus with a spirit that is open for change he can put us back together you say well man of god i hear you but you don't understand the situation I'm in. Uh, everyone has written me off and everyone has told me I will never amount to anything good. I'm not talking about anyone today. I'm talking about the one called Jesus. Because if you tried religion, they will tell you they can't do anything about this. Because religion is designed to destroy men while Jesus Jesus is designed to build you up and put you back together again. I want to tell somebody that I have the evidence that Jesus is able to put you back together again, Lord. The Bible says that this man who I just described as a mess, a total a train wreck, is now according to the scriptures in his right mind, a first point. Don't miss that church of the living God. He is no longer out of his mind, but he's now in his right mind. Watch what verse 18 says. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Watch it, church. The man is now speaking as a normal guy, which means he is in his right mind. I came to tell somebody whose mind has been messed up. Your mind has been thwarted out of place by actions and behavior of yourself and others. If you give Jesus a chance, he will put your mind back together again. Not only is he in his right mind, the Bible says the man is sitting. Wait a minute. This was a guy they could not control or contain. This is a guy that was on the run. This was a guy no one could have put anything in his way to stop him but now he's not only in his right mind but he's now sitting at one place oh glory be to God now for people who don't understand that it don't mean a lot but I need you to ask somebody who have lost their mind but the Lord put them back together again and they'll tell you just to be able to sit down means a lot I've had conditions before where sitting down was hard and laying down was difficult and getting up was almost impossible and when you start to do that again it feels like you have made great strife this guy is not only sitting ah oh god but he is clothed my god remember he was running naked through the city and running naked in the graveyard now he's in his right mind he is sitting and he's 
clothing. Huh? Remember church of the living God. Huh? He was demon possessed. I need to say it again. Huh? He was naked. Huh? He was cutting himself. Huh? Oh Lord. He was sleeping in tombs. Huh? But now that Jesus has fixed him. Huh? He is seated having a mature conversation. Huh? Clothed. Huh? But don't you ever huh? miss my next point. Huh? Because while he is clothed. Huh? Ah, Lord, when he was not, he did some things that is not fully healed. The Bible says he cut up himself, which means despite he is clothed, there is still cuts that are not being healed as yet. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that when you come to Jesus, there are some cuts that are so deep, even though he will cover you, there will still be some marks from the past. Oh Lord, help me here. There will be some things that will remind you of where you came from. And I'm so glad that every time an individual has a surgery, despite the, the good work of the doctors, there is always a mark to remind them of the surgery. I need to tell the church that Jesus always allow a mark to remain. And that mark is not to shame you, but to remind you that had it not been for the Lord, you would not be where you're at today. So many people get in places and they forget where they came from and what they had to go through. But the mark remained. The man is cut up. His skin is still raw. The pain is still present, but he's seated covered. I need to talk to somebody who understands the power that Jesus has to cover us even when we don't deserve it. Is there anybody ready to testify that Jesus has covered me? Covered me when I didn't deserve it. He covered me when I should have been exposed. In fact, had Jesus not covered some of us, we would not even be able to pick our heads out of our houses because we'll be ashamed to society but because he loves us he keeps on covering us somebody please lift your hands and declare Lord I thank you for covering me because if you didn't cover me my mistakes would have been in the public oh Lord my madness would have been in the public my nakedness would have been in the public my shame would have been in the public but Jesus, he covered me. I need to talk to somebody for a few minutes right here. Are you really ready to testify that there's some things that you did in your past and the marks from it are still vividly on your skin or in your mind? And if God had not covered you, I feel sweet Jesus here. If Jesus didn't cover you, nobody would have called you who you are now. They would not have put a doctor 
pastor on your name or a reverend or a pastor, an evangelist, an apostle, but because Jesus, he covered you. He covered you when you were a drunkard and drove home on I-95 and you didn't get in an accident. He covered you while you were in a boat. You drunk, but you went from one island to the next and you didn't, oh Lord, had the boat sink. He covered you. He covered you when you were abusive to your mate, but she didn't put you in prison. He covered you when you were sleeping around without protection and you didn't get HIV. He covered you when you misappropriated funds, but you didn't get exposed. He covered you. I wish I had a church that would holler, thank your Holy Ghost for covering me. Somebody on this line today, you know that the Lord has covered you. Yes, yes, yes. People know the good things about you, but you and God and the devil know there's some things you're not pleased about, but God has covered you. I give him glory for covering me, and that's why as a child of God, I will never forget what he's done for me. Look at brother Paul. He said, I've got this thing that is in my flesh. And three times I went to the master and said, Lord, remove it from me. But the Lord told him all three times, my grace is sufficient for thee, which means I'm keeping it there to remind you not to get beside yourself, not to lose your mind, not to behave as if all of this is because of you. I am the one sustaining you. I'm the one keeping you. I'm the one, hallelujah, guiding you. I need the church to rip off the fake mask and the mascara and makeup and just cry out to God and say, Lord, I thank you for keeping me. In fact, had Jesus not put his hand on this man, he would not be able to keep himself. But when Jesus, he keeps you, it doesn't matter what your past was, you're going to look different. You will behave different. You will smell different. You will act different because Jesus has put his hand on you. Oh, church of the living God, because Jesus put his hands on him, he is not out of his mind. Ah, God, I didn't come on this message for everybody, but I'm looking for those folks that want to say, thank you, Lord. I'm grateful that you covered me from stuff that other folks got exposed with. He, oh, Lord, remember, he still has the scars, but he's covered. He knows it's there, but he's covered. Folks that are looking at him can't recognize the scars. That is the reason why sometimes when you get delivered and set free and folks that you meet from your past says your face looks familiar but you don't look like the person I think you are and you got to remind them say yes this is the same person that used to do that but because Jesus has laid his hands on me and delivered me and set me free I'm no longer a chain in chains hallelujah I'm no longer a slave to fear I'm no longer in bondage ah Lord I came for a few 
people that it's time you get up from your condition and get to Jesus. He needs to deliver you. He needs to set you free. He needs to liberate you. He needs to break you out. You're in a house but you're mentally in prison. You're emotionally in prison. You're spiritually in prison. You've got success external but internal there's a turmoil going out. I double dare you. Let Jesus get to you and he'll set you free because the time is now. You can't afford to remain in that place. You've been there too long. You have gone through too much to settle for this. Oh church of God the time has come that the Lord himself will put his hands on you and let you know I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you're able to ask or think. Church of God I need to tell you I don't know about other folks but I need to celebrate that Jesus has covered me I need to lift him up I need to glorify him I need to magnify him that is the reason why you must never ever hallelujah judge a person by the way they behave if you don't know their past because the reason some people praise like they're losing it they knew had Jesus not touched them they would not even be here today but because of the grace of God and the mercies of God and the love of God they are here today so the next time you go to a church and you see someone running around and you see someone dancing and you see someone crying don't you dare put your judgmental eyes on them you don't know like they know what the Lord has brought them out of you'll excuse me a minute but there is somebody today the hell you've been through the storms you've been through the heartaches you've been through and some of you still going through and then when you get a chance to praise you have got these religious folks talking about you making too much noise talking about you ain't got to do all of that excuse me a minute if you were sleeping in tombs you will understand hallelujah why I praise the way I praise if you were in a car and couldn't pay your rent you will understand why I praise the way I praise if you didn't have a job and had to live in someone's kitchen and sleep on someone's floor you will understand why I praise the way I praise is there anybody hallelujah ready to testify that the reason I praise the way I praise when I look back over my life and I think of how the Lord been good to me how he been faithful to me how he kept me how he preserved me when I should have lost it all he 
He brought me out when I should have been in the dumpster. He rescued me. Somebody take a minute and celebrate Jesus. Don't let the Joneses block you. Don't let the Joneses stop you. God been too good to you. Somebody shout, the Lord been too good to me. I can't act cute. I can't act dignified. I've been too too much to behave like that. For God is a faithful God. Glory to his name. Hallelujah somebody. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you Holy Ghost. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen my brothers and sisters. When the Lord has laid his hands on you. When the Lord has brought you out. When the Lord has delivered you. When the Lord has pulled you from situations and circumstances that you could not do by yourself and people who were equipped could not do for you there is nobody to tell you how to praise your God I, 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 I want to go on but I need to close this series today hallelujah Jesus I want to close this series today now 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 listen to me and I want to tell you something that might not be happy and good news for some folks now let's turn the corner and bring this series home Jesus told his disciples, let's go over on the other side in the ship. And according to my research, the place he went to had 10 cities. But Jesus never left the seaside. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Doc. You just got me there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was shouting because some people needed that shout. But I, need to, I need to pull this together as we close it. Jesus told them, we're going to the other side. And the place Jesus was taking them had 10 cities. But Jesus himself never entered any of the city. In fact, he never left the seaside. What? Yes. So, did Jesus suffer from amnesia? Has Jesus forgotten the instructions that he had given his disciples? How is it that Jesus told them, we're going over the other side to the city, and suddenly Jesus don't even leave the seaside? <sighs> All he did was get off the boat, heal one man, and got back on the boat. Now the reason he got back on the boat was because the people that owned the sheep uh, let me just pull that in. When, when, when Jesus and the demons had a conversation, the demon says, don't let us leave this region. So they said, look, some sheep is here. Send us into them. And the sheep those run into the sea and they, were, they drowned. And the owners of the sheep heard and they come and say, Jesus, we don't need you here. You're causing trouble. Because whenever you deliver people, other folks get angry. But that's a different time, a different message. Ah, people never happy for you to be delivered because the longer you stay in bondage is the more they look good. Ah, some folks actually profit off of other people's dilemma. Ah, God, I'm going to behave myself. But there are folks that are sitting hoping you stay in the mess you're in. They're hoping that you stay in the dilemma you're in, in the trouble you're in, the storm you're going through because they are profiting. Profiting off of that. Jesus never got in the city. And I said, no, 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 something is wrong here. But then it hit me. It hit me, and I'm hoping it hit you, church, that Jesus accomplished what he came to do. 
And that was, he changed one man and sent him back to the city. God said, that is what I've been trying to do throughout this pandemic. I've been trying to change individuals and send them back to their homes, their communities, to let them tell the people of the power of God. I, I said, Lord, what do you say? He said, look at it. Look at it. I want you to read verse 20 in your closing. And he departed. Who? The man. And began to publish, means preach, in Decapolis. That is the region with 10 cities. Watch it now. He, be, he moves from being a demon-possessed, out of his mind, naked guy, have one encounter with Jesus, and now he's an ordained pastor. He's an ordained preacher. He's an ordained evangelist. You all miss it. You all miss it. You all miss it. Let's catch it again. When we started this story a few weeks ago, he's out of his mind. He's naked. He cannot be contained by chains, and he's sleeping with dead things and dead people. But now that he has met with Jesus, and Jesus has fixed him. He's now the greatest evangelist in the city. Oh, Lord, I need to say that again. When you met him, he was a prostitute. When you met, oh, sorry, I mean you were a prostitute. When you met him, you were a thief. I mean you. Uh, when you met him, you were a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a homemonger. You were, you were a dyke. But, but Jesus uh, met with you and everything that was is no longer part of you. I need to talk to somebody because you need to get off your nice speech. Meet with Jesus and start to preach. You don't need another sermon from another pastor. Your life alone is a sermon. You don't need another sermon from an evangelist. All you need to do is let Jesus change your life. And then you can get up and preach. He didn't get, hallelujah, ordained by no bishop or apostle. He didn't have no sacred service with all the different clothing to put on. No, he just met with Jesus and that is the problem we have people are waiting for a man or an organization to ordain them and put some robes on them and never meet with Jesus well let me testify here today forget the organization forget the bishop or apostle I just met with Jesus and he has put a change in my heart and he has caused me to have a fire in my mouth. How Jeremiah said he's like fire shut up in my bones. When you meet with Jesus and he changed you, you will go back out and preach about his goodness. I double dare everyone listening to me. The Lord said I've done so much in your life and you sitting there talking about you don't have a license and you don't have papers. He said haven't you met with me? I'm not, I'm more than a paper or ordination. Did not touch your wretched life and made you anointed. 
did not turn you around. If you look back where I brought you from, that alone is enough to preach about. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters, as I make my way to my close. Your best message is not what comes from the 66 books of the Bible, but your best message is what comes from the 67th book of the Bible. What is the 67th book? It's your life. What the Lord did to you. Some of you need to stop sitting on your testimony. You need to look at these Joneses in their faces. These religious folks in their faces. And say, listen, let me tell you. I was a wretch undone. But Jesus, he came into my life. He turned me around. And he gave me a message to preach. And that message is the wages of sin is still dead. But the precious gift of God is eternal life. I need to tell somebody. The Lord is waiting on you to get up off your laurels and carry the glorious gospel. Carry it in your homes. Carry it in your communities. Carry it on your job. Carry it in the supermarket. Carry it on the street corners. Some of you like Facebook. Carry it on Facebook. I need you to tell them what the Lord has done. And nobody will be able to deny it because they all know where the Lord brought you from. Hear me, child of God. God let Jesus go just to the seaside, met one man, changed his life around, and sent him back, and he changed 10 cities. How many cities have you changed since the Lord has touched your life? I'm getting ready to close, but I'm closing with two prayers. The first prayer is for someone who doesn't know the Lord as Savior. Or maybe you are backslidden because you feel as if church was not working for you and the people in church are so wicked and they're hypocritical and all the nice religious slang because you thought it was people you came to and not Jesus. Hear me clearly. In those 10 cities had religious leaders. In those 10 cities had scribes and Pharisees. In those 10 cities had more educated, affluential, influential folks. But Jesus touched a man who was out of his mind, naked, sleeping in tombs. And he became the greatest weapon used against the kingdom of darkness. Don't worry about folks who have been to Bible school and have five degrees. Has Jesus touched you? Because if he did... He can use you to be a blessing. If you've never said yes to the Lord, say this prayer with me, please. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Make me a new creature. I vow to live for you for the rest of my days as you show me how. I give my life to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. This second prayer is for you, believers. The ones who have become complacent and lazy, because of people. I pray now for the fire of the Holy Ghost to get onto you and to push you into preaching the gospel everywhere you go. Let someone know the Lord that touched you and the Lord that transformed you. Spirit of the Lord, I release the fire of God to touch every born again believer, to ignite them back to becoming mighty men and women of God, evangelists. I deputize every one of you now as evangelists to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, to change our neighborhoods, our communities, and indeed our world. 
Lord, I give you praise and thanks now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. This is the week to ignite the fire and go win souls for the kingdom of God. Here's a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. Remember, my brothers and sisters, Jesus never got past the boat. He was right by the seaside. He got to one man, changed him, and the man went back and changed the entire society. Be that person today that the Lord will use to change your society. God bless.